trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat. Because if you don't, oh, you better care. Because I'm going to make you watch this shitty fucking movie. We watched Black Pumpkin. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome back to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Lord Marshall Hampton. With me today is not Nachos McWeroff. I gave that gave that fucking loser the day off. Uh, no one wants to hear him anymore anyway. So, but joining me today, coming back to the show, is uh, of one of the Baronesses of Blood, the du- Duchesses of Spook, if you will. Miss Sydney from the Spooky Tuesday podcast is back. Uh, so thank you very much, Cindy, for joining me again. It's awesome to have one of you gals back on the show. I appreciate it. So how have you been? How are things? We've been good. We just started our third season of Spooky Tuesday. And when you were like, would you like to come back? I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah, I had the best time last time. So awesome. how could I say no? That's what I like to hear. Uh, speaking of, so yeah, you guys go by season. So that's kind of cool. Um, I also remember uh, you guys said that uh, you three girls just kind of guess did like a little vacation break. So I guess you're in between season break. How do you, you guys, you do anything fun or exciting or for vacation or do you just kind of sit at home and relax? All three of us were out of town. Like I was out of town in the beginning of the month. Chelsea was out of town in the middle of the month. And Monica was out of town at the end of the month. So we just like busted our asses recording like six weeks of podcasts <laughs> in two weeks. <laughs> you get them in the can, man. Yeah, I've had to do that stuff before. You yeah, get a few weeks worth in the can and just hope for the best. And uh, Oh, it was such a disaster. We were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. I know how that feels. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah, before we start, I guess uh, you can follow them at Spooky Tuesday. Um, you get pretty much get them podcast anywhere you get your podcast i'm sure there's available everywhere um also follow them on instagram uh at, at was i think it's just spooky tuesday right on instagram spooky underscore tuesday spooky underscore tuesday all right um definitely recommend checking them out they're a lot of fun um i actually been thinking about this um some of the episodes and some things you watch if you guys i would love if you ever get around to doing it if you ever find the time to fit into your schedule i would suggest you girls check out a movie called a muck train we did it years ago and it still is such a wacky, wild, crazy movie that I can't imagine. Like, I would love to hear your girl's uh, thoughts on that one. Look it up <laughs> if you can. It's called a muck train. Um, it also goes by the uh, door. Or the, the name beyond the door three is another name it goes under, but we found it under a muck train. Um, I think I forgot where I watched it. it might have been Amazon or something. Um, I don't know if I had to buy it or not, but. If you ever come across it, check that out and uh, just have fun with that one. Um, with that said, uh, before we move into this week's episode, uh, listeners, uh, like I said, I've got, if you want to help support the show, uh, you can check out the Horrible Horror merchandise page at HorribleHorrorPodcast.com. Get you your Horrible Horror t-shirts and 
pint glasses and uh, all sorts of shit there. Hoodies, t-shirts. We help support the show. We also have a Patreon page, which helps. And if you have any comments, suggestions, you want to tell us to go fuck ourselves, you can always leave us a message at the hotline, which is 7404-SUCK-IT. Uh, that's one more time. That's 7404-SUCK-IT. And you can uh, give us your thoughts on whatever you want. You can leave us a line there. Um, with that said, let's. this week's movie is Black Pumpkin. Oh boy, here we go. This was released in 2018, written and directed by Ryan McGongle. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Uh, uh, or Gonagle. I don't know. I'm going to say McGongle. That's just kind of fun to say. Um, he also wrote and directed the sequel to this movie. And he was the producer on the prequel, which was called Bloody Bobby. So this is actually the second movie in a trilogy, apparently. Um, you can currently find Black Pumpkin on Vudu, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, YouTube, Google Play, and Tubi. Um, I believe I watched it first time on Tubi, I think. And then I had found it on Amazon Prime and watched it again without the ads because uh, it's currently free on Prime right now. Um, the cast, there's only one person I'm going to mention in this cast. Um, Unfortunately, uh, Cindy, you, I don't know if it'll make any difference to you right now if you've seen it before or not. But for our listeners and for like for Aaron and Nachos and uh, Eric, or I should say Slick and Nasty Jeff, I always fuck that up. Um, they will recognize him for sure. We have Mr. Ryan Poole uh, is back. This makes his third appearance uh, on our show and now makes him eligible for the Horrible Horror Hall of Fame. So we might have a Hall of Famer on our hands coming in a few months. Um, we previously saw him in movies... Party Night and Mrs. Claus, which were also which was also released in 2018. So this and Black Pumpkin both came out in the same year with Mr. Ryan Poole in it. And uh, I will say, I think this movie is probably his best performance of the three by far. Um, which again, if you guys, I don't know if you ever saw those movies now, but not saying much. But he's definitely better in this than he was in Party Night and Mrs. Claus. Um, also, the movie is a slightly higher quality in those as well, but. Marks his third appearance. I was kind of surprised to see him again. Um, so that was kind of cool. That's it. That's all the uh, intro stuff we have. We're just going to uh, carve this fucker open and uh, dig right in. So the movie, we, we open on Halloween night at a house of a retired police officer or a police chief or something who's watching. Um, you want to take a guess of what he's watching on TV, fuckers? I'll give you a hint. It's a black and white movie. That's been in like every horror movie ever made from since the dawn of time now for some reason. But uh, if you guessed uh, Night of the Living Fucking Dead, you guessed right because here we go again. And this might be my earliest rant ever for a podcast. <laughs> but here it comes because I'm so goddamn sick of seeing Night of the Living Dead. It's a great movie. It's a classic. No one denies that. But fucking A, people. Come on, filmmakers. Put something else in your movies for once. I'm going to do your job for you. I'm going to do it for you. Here's a list of just some, some of the other public domain movies you could put in your horror movie in the background. Uh, something other than Night of the Living Dead. You have The Driller Killer, Drive-In Massacre, Silent Night, Bloody Night, The Last House on the Left, Manos, The Hands of Fate, 2000 Maniacs, which we've done on this show, Dementia 13, The Brain That Wouldn't Die, that's a famous science fiction one, uh, 13 Ghosts, Little Shop of Horrors, House on Haunted Hill, Plan 9 from Outer Space, White Zombie, Family Opera, The Cabinet of Dr. Cal Caligari, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, Frankenstein, and Nosferatu, fucking Nosferatu, people, is public domain. You could use that 
instead of Night of the Living Dead. Just once, maybe. Just once. Just give us something else. I'm so sick of seeing Barbara in the cemetery and, and her brother going, Oh, he's coming to get you, Barbara. We get it. We get it. Stop overusing it. There's so much else out there. Please mix it up. For Thor's sake, mix it up, please. Rant over. All right. I, I think, think that- <laughs> honestly, they're doing it just to piss you off at this point. Like, there's no other reason. They're like, we're going to make Marshall really mad and put this in our movie again. Wow. You know, maybe if they had that kind of pull, I'd be flattered. But... <laughs> Oh, man, I like that take on it, though. Yeah, but seriously, I don't know how you feel about that, but I'm so tired. I love Night of the Living Dead, but I get so tired of seeing it. There's just so much else out there you could just slap in there to make it a little different for once. Uh, All right, rant over. Like I said, I think that was a record for earliest rant ever in an episode. Um, So the man sitting there watching his TV, drinking his whiskey, knocks on the door, starts hearing knocking on the door. He goes to open it, and there's no one there. This happens like two more times, I think. Um, one of the times he goes to open the door, he finds a little black jack-o'-lantern on his porch. He blows out the candle, goes back inside. Again, knocking's heard. This time he grabs his shotgun because he ain't fucking around. Um, he peeks through the peephole and wham, he gets stabbed right in the motherfucking... Soft, oh, there it is. wet eye hole. The soft, wet eye hole. <laughs> um, he's dead. Uh... We cut to his yeah R.I.P. Uh, we cut to his young twenty something ish early twenties daughter I guess coming home uh, from work. She comes into the back door just getting off her late shift at I guess like a diner or a restaurant or something, and she goes into the living room. She finds her father dead in his armchair with a picture of a jack o' lantern like pinned or stabbed to his chest with I don't know maybe like a meat thermometer or I don't know what the hell it was but something. Um, she runs from the front door, throws it open, and this sets off the rigged booby trap of the shotgun on a rocking chair, rigged with string attached to the doorknob. Shotgun goes off, blasting her in the face. She's dead now. Um, so now we cut to what I think is one of the things that makes this movie almost unwatchable for me at this point is the annoying fucking TV commercial for Dr. Frank's Ghoul Butter Zombie Bars, accompanied by one of the most annoying songs I've ever heard. Uh, And you better get used to it if you watch this movie because you're going to hear it a lot. And just because I had to sit through this torture, I'm making you guys sit through this torture. So here is Dr. Frank's Ghoul Bar Zombie, whatever the hell it's called. But here's this theme song. Sydney, I'm not sure if you're going to be able to hear it on your end because we're on Zoom. But (laughs) man, my God, you know what I'm talking about. Here we go. Oh, I hate this thing so much. It's buttery ghoul zombie bun, chocolate covered excitement. Dr. Frank loves to shout it's alive! Yummy Halloween fun, once a year it comes in the game. Tasty but frightening, Dr. Frank loves to shout it's alive! Yummy Halloween fun, yummy Halloween fun, yummy Halloween fun, yummy Halloween fun. That's the song, and you hear that like three or four times throughout this movie, and it gets... I. Can't, I don't know why, but I hate it. I can't stand it. It's so annoying. Um, maybe it's very reminiscent of the commercial in Halloween Three, the Silver oh, Shamrock Silver Shamrock. Commercial. Yeah, where it's just constantly played throughout yeah. the entire movie. But in this one, at least you know when that c- commercial comes on, like somebody about to die, <laughs> like somebody is getting murdered, or at least an attempted murder is about to happen. 
Oh yeah, I don't know how you. Yeah, I can't. I can't eat that song. And then the commercial is just this guy in like this orange wig, mad scientist. I was just bopping around like dancing all stupid. Like it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. Uh, so after that song, we roll the opening credits and then we time hop ten years later. So we don't know when that OBC is supposed to. It doesn't give us a year. It just says ten years later. So who knows what time we're where we're supposed to be. But we get a straight-up Halloween rip-off POV shot of a kid in a mask walking through the house. Straight rip from Halloween. Um, we find out the kid in the mask is Reagan, this young girl who tries to scare her sleeping older sister, Lori. So there's Halloween reference number two right now. We got the, 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 the clown mask shot rip-off, and now we have a gr- the babysitting girl, well, sister and babysitter, named Lori. I'm like, really? How much more on the head can we be here with this? That's ridiculous. The mom, clear reference. Yeah. Uh, the mom comes home. Uh, Reagan runs into her kid, runs to her in the kitchen. Lori, like I said, who is our main girl, meets him out there. And there's also their brother, who's the middle child. He's lounging on the couch on his laptop. Um, Lori enters the kitchen and she's wearing only a T-shirt and skimpy panties, which I find really fucking weird that she just walks around the house in front of her mom and like her nine-year-old sister and like, I don't know, 13 or 14, just hitting puberty brother. Like, that's weird. Like, I don't know. That seems really inappropriate and odd for me to just walk around like a tight t-shirt and little panties in front of your entire family. And she's like 18. So, you know, I, I don't know. And she does this a lot in the movie. Like, it's not this one scene. Like, it happens again. Uh, she's, I don't know if she's an exhibitionist. Or she's proud of her body. But, man, she has no qualms about letting people and this see her walking around in t-shirt and panties. I don't know how, I don't know what to make of that. So that's not weird to me. Really? Okay. Did you, did you you not grow up with like the pantsless mom? No. You're just like, your mom would just wear like a big t-shirt and like some underwear around the house. I did not. Just like all that they did. (laughs) No, I had a pantsless dad at times. Like I know, I remember as a kid, he'd see him walk a, not much, but occasionally walk around in his underwear with his shirt on, but it was very rare. Um, and my, my mom starting to do that. And I don't have, you know, I didn't have any older sisters that did it. I'm an only child. So, but so to me, it was just, I don't know. It just seemed weird. Maybe it wouldn't be as weird if it's like just the mom and the sister. But when you have like, I don't know, having like a 13, 14 year old brother there, that seemed, that's where I guess my, I thought it was even a little weirder in my, for me, <laughs> but I don't know. I guess maybe it's just me and apparently it's not that big. So uh, maybe I'm the, I, all right, I'll move on. Cause that is, <laughs> seems like, no, that's totally cool. Like I, I walk around my you know t-shirt pays all the time. It's fine. No big deal there. Yeah, no biggie. <laughs> no biggie. Um, so anyway, uh, the whole purpose basically of this scene is to set the fact that Lori now has to stay home the next two nights to watch her siblings because her mom, uh, has to, had to pick up or cover like somebody else's night shifts at work. Um, so Lori has to now take Reagan trick or treating instead of going to her out with her friends to the big Halloween school dance. Um, that's the whole point of the scene. Sets that up. Now we cut to Pork Chop, the fat friend. Great of, name. Uh, the, the, yeah, uh, the, the, the fat friend of Lori's brother, Elliot. Um, now Pork Chop's like out in the woods, nailing some homemade voodoo dolls to a tree and like recording some like footage on a camcorder. Uh, he turns around and two guys in pumpkin masks leap out at him. Pork chop and they, they they start fucking with him. They're trying to steal his camera, his bag, or something like that. Pork chop uh, kicks one of the nuts and then flees on his bike and rides away as the two masked guys get into their van, aka the stabbing wagon. 
um, which is literally spray painted on the side of the van. (laughs) You can't miss that. Um, It sounds like something you'd see on like Brazers porn site or something like that. The bang bus, I guess, but the stabbing cabin. Um, And they drive after pork chop. Um, The masked man are just a pair of high school bullies. We find out. Um, I also kind of laughed at this. I don't know if you you pick up on this too or sit in your nose, but uh, so pork chop's supposed to be fleeing, trying to like frantically, get away from these two boys like he's running for his life but he gets on the bike and like he doesn't pedal he just kind of coasts down the road with like no urgency whatsoever he's like just going out for like a sunday stroll or something like that completely oblivious now apparently there's two like 18 year old kids trying to run him down in a van he's like like no no pedaling just coasting the whole way i found it kind of hilarious and really out of place i don't know if you picked up on that or noticed it but i certainly did um, so he's being chased down. Like I said, he's two open boys. And, 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 um, so eventually he, he turns down an alleyway, hides behind a dumpster. Um, cause I also laughed at this too, because he turns on the alleyway and you, oh, you get this right. You, you can't miss it. You get like this fat 14 year old kid's ass crack right in your face. Like his pants, are, like halfway down his ass as he's on this bike. And you just get juvenile 14 year old butt cheeks. And I'm like, that's. I don't need to see that. I, I I could do without that one right there. That's weird. Um, but it is what it is. The van uh, drives by, moves on. He hides. Uh, pork up size and relief. But when from now on nowhere, a man with a fucking gun pops up next to him and demands to know what pork chop is doing. Uh, turns out the man is Alex Griffin, who apparently he's in the first movie. Um, and he's kind of like, I guess, supposed to be like this franchise's Dr. Loomis or Tommy Jarvis, somewhere, something like that. He's this reoccurring character who has some kind of connection or history with our killer antagonist who we haven't been introduced to yet. But um, that's that's him. Uh, he kind of looks like, I don't know, at this point, he kind of looks like bathrobe Jesus um, when he first comes out. I don't know what else I'll describe him. Uh, it seems about accurate. Um so uh, Porkchop tells him that he was, uh, he's like, what are you doing here? What are you, what are you doing here? And Porkchop's like, oh, I was up at Devil's Den getting video footage for a class project uh, when the boys attacked me, blah, blah, blah. Hearing this, Alex freaks out about Porkchop being up at Devil's Den. It goes into the whole doomsayer mode. Like, don't you know who's up there? Stay away from Devil's Den. Like, that's bu- that bloody Bobby's up there. Bloody Bobby. And uh, Porkchop says, all right, I, uh, fine. I, I'm going to go now. And, uh, um, I will say maybe I'm being overly harsh here because I, but man, pork chops lisp, like lisp or something. And Elliot's voices were so annoying in this movie. Like they, I don't know. I couldn't stand hearing them talk. Um, it was, I just found really, really annoying. Um, but anyway, pork chop, he leaves. Uh, and he was also, by the way, incredibly sarcastic to a man holding a gun on him, which I thought was a ballsy move. <laughs> a bold choice. A very I bold choice. loved it. <laughs> So, um, Porkchop rides off on his bike and the stabbing cabin comes around a corner, starts chasing him down again. Porkchop makes it to Elliot's house. The two bullies catch up to him, knock him down in Elliot's yard, uh, where Porkchop pisses himself now. Um, hearing the commotion outside, Lori bursts out, still in her panties because she don't give a fuck, um, to confront the two bullies, uh, telling him to lay off Porkchop that he, she, he's her brother's friend and that thus makes him family. Um, at this point, we learn the bullies are the Barker brothers, Ace and Judd. Um, 
Judd is the one played by Mr. Ryan Poole. Uh, the one, like I said earlier, who, uh, if you guys have seen him, he's now eligible for the Hall of Fame. Um, there is a kind of funny moment here where Porkchop kind of, I don't know, like blows a kiss or winks at uh, Lori for sticking up to him or something like that. It was like, okay, that's kind of funny. I'll give him, I'll give him some credit for that. Porkchop has some, uh, I will say he's got some balls on him. Um, he's got some boldness to him. Uh, next is a scene of uh, the expo dump, exposition dumping in the form of Elliot t- uh, telling his mom about Devil's Den and how that it's the core of every urban legend in the area and blah, blah, blah. But it's very vague. Like There's really no real excuse me, real information that's really pertinent or, or important to this particular movie. It's just like a very vague expo dump. Um, doesn't Doesn't tell you much. Uh, then we see Alex spying on Elliot and Porkchop as they leave for school from behind a tree. Um, it makes me wonder how did Elliot catch up with Porkchop so quickly or I know where he lives. Like, it's okay, it's weird, but sure, why not? Um, you jump to the local high school where Lori, Lori is hanging out with her group of friend, girlfriends. Uh, they're joined by the Barker brothers and Lori's boyfriend, Flash, uh, who's like an injured star athlete or something. He has like a giant knee brace on. Um, spoiler warnings, this really has no bearing on the rest of the movie. I don't, it's a weird choice to make that really doesn't come back in any way. <laughs> um, nope, not at all. <laughs> I'm glad you agree with me because I was like, this is a weird, I, I think I was a bit about that later when in the movie, but uh, man, it really doesn't. Um, so the brothers ask everyone if they want to join him for a little party slash hangout up at Devil's Den at the Devil's Den bonfire tonight. Lori Flash and the black chick decline. Uh, but the other two girls accept the invitation. So now we get some useless filler montage of the girls in gym class playing basketball for some reason. I have no idea why this shot's in here. This makes zero sense. Um, and it was very <laughs> random. Very random. There is no point to this whatsoever. Um, Maybe it was just a time filler. Who that's knows? exactly what I thought. Like We need to pad this like another minute or two. So let's throw some basketball scenes in here. Um Unless maybe since they're since they're referencing Halloween so much and some other movies, it's a stretch, and I mean a big stretch, like a Captain, like Mister Fantastic, Plastic Man stretch here. But um, maybe if my memory corrects, it's a it's a it's a, it's a nod to the original Slumber Party Massacre, where I believe there is a scene of girls playing basketball in that one. Uh, so that's the only thing I can think of. But even then. I doubt that's what it is. I think it's just pure filler. Um, so, uh, so the girls go into the locker room. We meet Lori's ex best friend who's gone all super high and mighty on her, like super religious high and mighty girl now. Um, and she gives a speech about Halloween is anti-Christian and some bullshit and blah, blah, blah. That's the scene. Um, we jump back to Elliot Porkchop in class presenting their devil's den video project. Um, after the class, the teacher asks him to stay back for a moment. He talks to him about Devil's Den, tells him that pork chop. Uh, they tell him, uh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, okay. So pork chop and, and Elliot tell the teacher that they ran into Alex, this guy named Alex. And the teacher gets warm, kind of a little worked up about this. Like, you need to stay away from Alex. Hey, that guy is crazy. So, again, I don't know if this teacher was in the first movie again or not. I don't know. I, lo- I did look up the first movie. It's not streaming where I had no way of watching it. Try to get some backstory, some information for this one because nothing's really clear. It make, makes sense in this. If you, it, it's really bad. Like they did not do a good job of making this either a stand as a standalone movie 
uh, where you could just pick it up or and watch it. Or a part of a trilogy. Yeah, like like trilogy. In, trilogy. I mean, if you look at like other famous trilogies, like let's I mean, if you take Friday Thirteenth or even Halloween, like even the sequels, like you know, two Friday Thirteenth, two Friday Thirteenth, three. They all do some kind of at least brief kind of recount of like why the killer is the killer or what's happening. Kind of get so if you haven't seen the first ones, you kind of know. This one does not. It just drops you in. You're like, fuck you. You're on your own. You figure it out. Um, and you all. don't. I was like, who is Bloody Bobby? What is his story? What is his vibe? Yeah. You don't know. You never really know. It never is explained to you. It's also, it's a horrible name. Bloody Bobby is a terrible name. You think you spend a little, like, a little, you know, another minute or two on the creative process there to come up with a better name. I mean, it sounds like something you've seen, like maybe a Goosebumps book or something, or, or like some kids. Sorry, like Bloody Bob is terrible. Um, but yeah, it's, they really, really bad about this. So you, they give you like no information. So I, I don't know if this, yeah, if this teacher was involved in the first movie or not. We don't know. Um, so, and then what makes it, <laughs> this may be the most unbelievable thing in the entire movie. Uh, the teacher notices that the Devil's Den video that these two kids d- just did, that like just posted to YouTube apparently, suddenly has like 666,000 views and it's a mega hit in like the course of like an hour. I'm like, bullshit. First of all, yeah, 666, even, real subtle, but. <laughs> but they even get it wrong. Like when we first see it, it's 666. Yeah. And then later it's only 66,000. Yeah. And then they go, oh no, it has 100,000. What is it, Black Pumpkin? What is it? Yeah, like they can't even get that right. And I mean, at first I'm like, okay, maybe this is playing up to like maybe some kind of like ring a, a paranormal uh aspect like oh the it's 666 and maybe like blade bobby's like some kind of like the more people who watch this video the more people die or you know some ring shit or something nope that's ain't it this is just bad writing and stupidity because that doesn't happen at all um so yeah I, I there's no way we're supposed to believe like this video got like over a half a million views in like an hour it's just ridiculous so after school we get the cliche Halloween shot again of the group of girls walking home from school down the sidewalk um now I mean it is a very basic and probably a pretty common shot but like seriously ever since that first Halloween movie with Lori and Annie and uh uh oh my god uh Linda Linda thank you I had a brain for it uh walking down that sidewalk like now every time I see this movie I, oh they just ripping up Halloween it's the Halloween walk and talk that's I just can't help but think it. So maybe I'm overlooking it, but that's just how it is in my brain. And that's exactly what I got from this was like, especially since we have Lori and the Halloween kin, the mask shot at the beginning of the movie. So it's like, that's what more can they rip off from Halloween? Um, we learned that Lori and flash have not had sex yet, but that she's planned on doing it the night of the dance. Um, but can't now because she has to babysit her daughter or not her daughter, her sisters and brother. Um, the girls basically talk her into having, Elliot watch Reagan instead so she can go out uh, with the girls and do her thing. And Lori's like, yeah, I can, okay, I can do that. Sure, he owes me. Um, so Lori makes it home, as do Elliot and Porkchop. They arrive at the same time. The girls agree to meet up at the dance at 9 o'clock at night, and then they all head off on their own way. Um, and cut to Devil's Den later that night where the Barker brothers and some random dude and four girls are hanging out, drinking, and smoking weed. Um Two of the girls are Lori's friends we saw earlier. Again, they don't really have names, so it doesn't... I don't... It just... I, I don't fucking know. It doesn't... Um, so, uh, the random dude just ups and leaves. He's like, hey, I'm out of here. You want to take a ride? So, random guy and random girl, they leave. You never see him again. It doesn't matter. 
Um, so I think that's the whole point. This, uh, yeah, that's the whole scene for now. We cut right back to Lori's house where Porkchop is playing video games while Lori is asleep on the couch. Behind them, Elliot is on his laptop looking up old videos and stuff. And Elliot comes across old news reports online about how a father and a daughter were found murdered um, in their house 10 years ago. So the opening cold kills are now apparently happened in their house. Um, so again, I get kind of Halloween-esque, kind of very Halloween six, like, oh, you live in the old Myers house. Oh no, people were killed here. Um, Lori wakes up, Porkchop fills her in about how bloody Bobby killed two people in their house. Um, Lori blows it off as being silly internet bullshit and then heads up to bed. We go back to Devil's Den. Phoebe, this is like the one girl's name we actually get. Like I can actually, I know. Um, Phoebe has left the bonfire and is wandering around the woods, texting on her phone, taking selfies. Um, after taking a selfie, she gets a message from a friend asking, who is that behind you? Uh, she turns around, she screams. The group of the fire hear her scream, run off to find Phoebe, which they do instantly. Like she might've been like only 10 feet away from the fire. They find her like so quickly. Um, Turns around and she's just yelling at the voodoo dolls that were nailed, that pork chop nailed to the tree earlier. So I'm like, all right, whatever. That's that's pretty lame. But she screams and fell over from that. Finding uh, voodoo dolls <laughs> nailed to a tree in the woods would be terrifying. Like we all saw the Blair Witch. Like we are on high alert in the woods always. From <laughs> we're now on high on. alert. <laughs> all right. I mean, I guess, I guess, maybe, sure. Um, I'm a big wood painter. Like okay. that, I'm a notorious. Like, why would you be in the woods? All things bad happen in the woods. <laughs> um, so uh, where were uh, they? They they end up back at the bonfire. Um, Judd and the girl with glasses. That's again, don't know her name. She's just glasses girl. Head off to the stabbing cabin, leaving Phoebe and Ace alone at the fire. Well, not really alone, but leave them at the fire. Um. We cut to Judd giving Glasses Girls a good old stabbing in the stabbing cabin. Um, sadly, no tits or ass are seen, just the girl in the bra. Um, I also know that Judge is one of those douchey guys that leaves his backwards hat on during sex, which also to me is weird. Um, and I don't know how you feel about that, Cindy, but I mean, dudes wearing hats, backwards hats during sex is just like such like a douche canoe move to me. I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> And it's got to go into sport mode, which is backwards. Obviously, it just makes sense. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, so after they finish banging, the girl realizes that it's past the curfew, and she hastily gets to, gets dressed and rushes out of the van. Um, Judd knocks over some beer cans out the van door as she leaves. Uh, he leans out to pick them up, and whack! A hatchet gets buried right in the top of his head, killing him. He's dead. And the blood we see gushing out and running down his face is so fucking bright. It's practically glowing. It's terrible blood. It's, it's, it's like neon red blood. It's really bad. Um, it's also worth knowing that, uh, I said this earlier, but this is Ryan Poole. He's dead now. Judge dead. But this is by far his best performance in any of the movies. Um, it's also one of his shorter ones because the shorter performance, he died pretty early. Um, but still not bad for him. Back at the campfire. Ace tries to go in to kiss Phoebe's neck, but she shuts that shit down instantly. She's like, uh-uh. Um, which the sheer act of being shut down causes Ace to get a nosebleed for some reason. Again, this makes zero sense. It is never explained. But he starts to get a nosebleed. Phoebe walks off into the woods. Ace goes after her. Uh, but somehow they get separate, even though he's only like, I don't know, five seconds behind her and she would clearly still be in... Eye line, eyesight. She, they're just separate instantly. 
Um, but Phoebe reconsiders being in the woods alone. She's like, fuck this. I'm going back to the fire. So she circles back around looking for Ace. Um, we cut to Glasses Girl standing in the road calling out for Phoebe uh, behind her. The headlights of the van turn on and the van starts up. Uh, she turns around, shouts to the van. Uh, you know, she's like, I don't know where they are. Where are they? But uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the van lurches forward forwards at her and then kind of jerks again lurch, lurches forward again of course she thinks it's Judd messing with her because duh it's a horror movie um but then who the, else would it be yeah I mean yeah who else would it be uh but then the van finally accelerates towards her she screams turns and runs away down the dirt road with the van chasing after her um, and of course this dumb bitch decides to run down the middle of the road instead of running off into the trees where the van can't go um, so you, I mean, Jesus Christ, I mean, it just, it makes my brain hurt. It makes me weep. It makes me weep for people that are this dumb. Um, so, I mean, you know, what's going to happen. The van runs her down cr and then crashes into a tree nearby. And by crashes, I mean, gently bumps into the tree. Um, they, I guess, obviously didn't have the budget to wreck a car. So they said, just get a close up of the bumper slightly bumping into the tree <laughs> and, threw some blood on the headlights and that that's that's the kill that, that's it it's pretty fucking lame it's terrible but uh it is what it is um thoughts on that one Sid? you got a, any thoughts on that one i loved it really <laughs> I, i'm a sucker for all things fake blood and this movie delivers throughout the <laughs> film and um, but also the one thing that i never understood like when you're running why not just like jump out of the way? Another you know? great point. I a hundred percent agree with that. Yep. You could just dive to the side and dive 90, you know, like, 90 degrees to the right and you're out of the way. Run behind the car. It won't be able to turn around that fast. Exactly. You're in the woods, run into the woods, the trees. A van can't run, drive through the trees. You're fine. But nope. I'm just going to run right down the middle of the road and let it hit me. Yeah. <laughs> um, you go back to Phoebe in the woods, calling out for Ace. She turns around and sees a fucking child. I shit you not, a child in a raggedy hooded outfit, ripping out Ace's intestines with his bare hands. Phoebe screams, Wild. runs away. She ends up running into like barbed wire. For uh, comes out of nowhere now. Like she's in the woods, and now she's running into barbed wire. I don't. She's on a farm all of a sudden. I don't know. She runs into the barbed wire, which doesn't kill her, but for some nonsensical reason, knocks her out instead. She runs to the barbed wire, falls on the ground, just out cold. That's it. And then she gets dragged off screen by her ankles. Um, it cuts to her bound to a tree or a post or something with the barbed wire. She's crying and begging all this. And the killer child squirts her with lighter fluid and then pulls a flaming marshmallow from the fire and uses it to set Phoebe on fire, which we don't see because because due to their budget restraints. But so Phoebe's dead now, burnt like with live fluid and a burning marshmallow. <laughs> so, um, R.I.P. Yeah, I, I guess that's a first. I mean, we've seen people burn to death on a show, but I've never seen anybody burned with a marshmallow. So I guess that's a first <laughs> for us here. Um, we cut back to the house the next morning where Lori is once again walking around in her t-shirt and tight booty panties. Only this time, Porkchop's also there. So, again, I don't know why, but again, it's still got to be like, okay, now family made one thing, but now you're walking around in your, your you know, plea, your, your uh, uh, puberty hitting 
brother's Fran in your underwear? Like, okay, I, I just like, well, sure. <laughs> even the mom was like, um, Porkchop is here now. Like, no, no. I mean, Lori's like, whatever, he's family, I don't care. So I think Lori's got like a secret, like, exhibitionist, like, undertone going on here. There's something going on with her. Um, she she wants people to look at her, I think. Um, so mom tells her about taking the kids trick-or-treating and not eating any candy until they have an x-ray because there's a lot of pervert candy out there. And I, at this point, is that still a thing? Like, I remember that back in the 80s, people were freaking out about razor blades and candy bars. But, like, it's like 2020. I mean, this was made 2018. Like, is that still a thing? Are people still taking candy to hospitals to have an x-ray? Like, I don't, I don't know. How Nobody that, that I know. Yeah. I, I've never had done it. I've never did it. And my parents never did it. Nobody I know has ever done it. I mean, that's just, I don't know. It just seems really out of place and really old school for it to have that be a thing. Um, we jumped to Alex at this place at his place, freaking out about getting uh, the morning paper. Like the morning paper shows up. He's freaking out about it. And he rushes to the computer to check the security camera footage and sees, like, distorted uh, camera footage of Bloody Bobby. The camera pans over to the newspaper and painted on it in orange is Happy Halloween. We crossfade to Lori walking down the sidewalk. Flash pulls up Officer Ride. She gets in. They drive off. As they drive and talk about their plans for tonight and getting to the dance at 9, uh, she tells him to come by at 7 because that's when Elliot and Reagan will be leaving to go trick-or-treating. He drops her off at her house where Elliot is cutting grass. When he sees Flash, I did like this. This made me chuckle. He does start doing a double middle finger dance to Flash. That was very Which funny. was kind of humorous. I'll give him credit for that. Um, Flash leaves and Elliot goes back to cutting grass. But Porkchop just lounges in a like launcher nearby drinking everybody's lemonade. Uh, watching other people work. Um Cut back to uh, the black girl's house. She's talking to her parents as they leave for the night. After the parents leave, she goes upstairs to change into her sexy Dorothy costume. I guess it's supposed to be sexy Dorothy um, for the Halloween dance. Uh, after she gets changed, her phone rings. She thinks it's Phoebe, but all she hears is creepy kid laughter and giggles. Uh, the lights go out. Uh, and then comes the knocking on the front door. And here's this bit again. Uh, when she answered, there's no one there, only a black jack-o'-lantern. Uh, she closes the door, walks away. She hears a thud on the door. She goes back, opens it again. This time, the jack-o'-lantern has now been smashed against her door. She closes the door again, heads upstairs, back to her room. In her room, she finds the burnt, dead corpse of Phoebe sitting in her desk chair. What? How did this kid get a fucking body up the stairs in, like, 20 seconds? Like, Again, like the legit, that was wild. That's insane. So, yeah, so black girl screams, and that's when a string of Halloween lights or Christmas lights get wrapped around her neck. She falls to the floor as Bloody Bobby strangles her with a string of lights. And holy fuck balls, does this scene look terrible in my opinion? Because you can clearly see like just how loose the lights are wrapped around her. Like they're not strangling her at all. They they, they might as well just be like a, a necklace you would wear to like a party or a rave. The, the, the lights are that loose around her neck. Um, there's like, so there's really no real, I would say intensity or like real fear of her actually being strangled. It's just, it's, they're so loose. Um, and regards to the fact though, she does die right as Lori calls her phone, which is still in her hand and she dies. Um, so now she, okay. So there's another kill right there where she's done. Um, 
We cut back to Lori and her family. The mom takes pictures of all of them dressed up for Halloween, uh, takes the family picture, and she leaves for work. Lori's dressed up as Sexy Red Riding Hood. Elliot is in a cheap alien costume. Reagan is dollar bin ripoff Jason, sort of. He's, she wears a bloody hockey mask, but like a hockey sweater with a hockey stick. So she's not really Jason. She's wearing a bloody hockey mask. I don't know what she's supposed to be. Um, and Porkchop is dressed up as Dr. Frank from that annoying fucking TV commercial. Because, um, of course, the fat kid has to dress up as a candy bar mascot. Um for Halloween. Um, as the, the fat mo- phobia in this movie is rampant. Oh, like, it's, it is. It's rampant. Like, <laughs> it's very insensitive to the, uh, the heavily impaired, I guess, if you will. I don't know how you want to say it. So, um, I was shocked. Uh, 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 where were we? the mom leaves, uh, as the mom le- walks out of the house, she stubs her foot on the lawnmower that Elliot had left out earlier. She yells at Elliot to put it away, gets in her car, drives off. She's never seen again. Time passes. It's nearly 7 o'clock. The kids are gone now. Lori's wait, is waiting for Flash to show up, giving candy to the kids, to trick-or-treaters as she waits. One of the trick-or-treaters is Bloody Bobby, who she gives candy to. He's like, okay, yeah, it's creepy costume, but here's some candy. Closes the door on him and doesn't think anything of it. Flash finally shows up. They end up making it, making out on the couch. Like They start making out on the couch immediately. Um, Lori stops it before it goes any further reminding them, Hey, we have to get to the dance uh, and the kids will be home soon. So we better get dressed and leave. So we cut to the kids out trick or treating. They get startled by Alex who pops up from out of fucking nowhere to warn them that he thinks they're in danger because bloody Bobby has come back. Um, so it's kind of weird that this easily like 30, maybe early, maybe 40 year old man is stalking these kids. Like why? I, okay. But sure. Um, where, uh, so at this point we learned that bloody Bobby killed Alex's brother in the past. So I'm guessing again, that's something that happened maybe in the first movie. Um, but again, there's really no details on it. He just says, yeah, bloody Bobby killed my brother. And that's it. There's no story. No, like, Hey, this is how we stopped him before. Or this is how we got rid of him or just, yeah, he killed my brother. That's it. You guys better go home and lock your doors and stay in ho- stay inside till morning. To Halloween. That's that's the scene. Uh, the cops pull up for some reasons and send the kids on the way, but tell Alex that they need to talk to them. Lori and Flash are driving to the dance. Uh, Double B, Bobby Bobby, Bloody Bobby appears in the middle of the road, nearly causing him to crash as they swerve to avoid him. So I guess yeah, he's got magical powers now. He's just teleporting all over the place like fucking Nightcrawler. Um, we jump back to Alex back at his house now. Uh, so whatever conversation you have with the cops, we never see. It doesn't matter. It might not, does, might not have been, shouldn't have been in the script in the first place. But we jump to Alex back at his house when banging starts on his front door. And Zeus, damn it all, I'm sick of this fucking bit. Uh, this movie is like 70% door knocking bit gag. That's all. Lots of door knocking. It's all it is. It's knock, knock, knock. No one's there. Knock, knock, knock. No one's there. Knock, knock, knock. Oh, there's a pumpkin now. Close the door. Knock, knock, knock. Pumpkin's gone. Knock, knock, knock. No one's there. I get killed. That's basically like 70% of this movie. Um, So just like every other fucking time he hears the door, like I said, there's no one there. He closes it and the banging starts again. This time accompanied by what's supposed to be eerie laughter. According to the uh, subtitles, it says eerie laughter, um, but it's not that eerie. Uh, Alex grabs his gun, goes to the door. The banging stops. He turns around, walks away. Banging starts up again along with the laughing. Uh, 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 the laughing. Again, he turns away from the door. And now 
A fucking dead girl's body falls out in front of him. Who knows where? I'm like, what? Like, where the fuck did this body come where from? Where did she come from? How did it get there? Because he actually, he literally walks right past where it falls out of him just like two seconds ago. Moments ago, he walks right past it. Nobody there. He turns around, walks back. Boom, body falls out. How, who, one, who is that? I don't know. Is that supposed to be glasses, chick? Because we have no idea who that is. And if it is, how did a fucking 10-year-old haul body from the woods all the way back to Alex's house, get it up there, prop it up without being seen in a matter of seconds? I have so many questions about this That's scene good. and the logistics of it all. It like my mind hurts trying to piece this together, and nothing makes sense or is ever explained ever. So Alex falls down the stairs, bashes his head up against the door, blood smears on the door as Alex slides down the door to the floor, seemingly dead. He's out. He's uh, done. Meanwhile, Lori and Flash arrive at the dance, which for some reason is getting picketed by a group of people. So there's people boycotting a high school dance now. For, again, no reason for that either. I've never seen a high school dance picketed and boycotted. Those, like the religious people that are like ex-best friend. And they, so they were like, it's a Christian, like it's an anti-Christian home. Yeah. We're going to pick it. But also like, did you ever have Halloween dances? No. Like, I never no. had a Halloween dance. No. And honestly, I'm mad now. Like I'm mad too. Had a like Halloween costume dance. Like we, that's I mean, exactly what I would have wanted. Exactly, I 100 agree. Like I, I, my guess is one. Yes, it's probably supposed to be the super religious that girl and maybe her church group or something. I don't know. But again, never explained. Just weird that there's protesting a high school dance. And two, yeah, we never had a Halloween dance either. I would love have loved that. I mean, you get homecoming. Which is normally in October for most 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 schools. So I, instead of Halloween, you get a homecoming dance. But a Halloween dance would have been so much cooler, and a lot of fun. But again, I kind of understand. That. I mean, I mean, you look at the costumes these girls are wearing in high school—not college, but high school. Like they shouldn't have been let in because they're wearing like skimpy, sexy Dorothy Red Riding Hood outfits that high school kids at a dance it would have been for high school age would have been inappropriate. But um, yeah, a Halloween dance would have been awesome. But we never had that either. We had homecoming. I'm trying to remember if we had like a, a winter ball or not. I don't even remember. And then we had, you know, prom, but, uh, yeah, no Halloween dance, which is sad. That should be, that should be a thing. Make that happen. Yeah. That should be, that would be I fun. I want high school Halloween dances, especially since, you know, you're too old to be trick or treating. Like yeah. give them something fun to do. Yeah. Instead of out there TPing and egging people, give them a dance to go to. But again, I think it's yeah. probably because like homecoming is like probably two weeks before Halloween. Or, you know, three weeks before Halloween in October, and that's too close. That's my only reason, I guess, is why there never is a Halloween dance. But it's a shame. They should be. Um, where was I? Um, oh, yeah, Alex is dead. So, um, picketed. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Okay, so, they, they, they're in the parking lot. Uh, they don't see any of their friends' cars yet. So, they assume they're the first to arrive. And they start texting their other friends and, hey, we're here. You know, where are you at? Um, back at the house, Reagan's asleep in her bed. Elliot and Porkchop hang out in the living room watching TV. Elliot gives PC some shit for eating more candy and getting fatter. Uh, they hear a noise. Elliot goes to check on Reagan. When asked what's wrong, Reagan points to the window. Elliot looks out, sees nothing, tucks her back into bed, leaving the light on for her. He leaves the room. Reagan knocks a stuffed animal off her bed. Oh, excuse me. As she rolls over. So sorry about that. Um, the camera kind of follows the stuffed animal as it falls off the bed, laying on the floor, and we see Double B hiding underneath her bed. 
Back at the dance, Lori tells... So again, he's definitely teleporting because he just went from Alex's house where he somehow managed to sneak a dead body into his place to this girl's bedroom in like, I don't know, 30 seconds. Um, back at the dance, Lori tells Flash that none of their friends are inside because I guess she went inside to look for him, comes out, they're not in there. Flash tells her that none of them are picking up their phones either. At this point, I think it's the religious ex-friend or maybe just a completely random girl i don't know who it is but some girl comes up to him and says uh oh that they that their friends didn't ditch you that uh their bodies were found at devil's den this morning it's been all over the news whoa what okay all right hold the fuck up so bodies plural were already found this morning there's i'm sorry i don't think there's any fucking way in a cold blue hell that a Halloween school dance would still be allowed to be held after like numerous, like three or four bodies were of high school kids were found that morning. That shit would have been shut down and canceled. I, 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 I was stunned by that. Like what? They would absolutely not be having this dance. Yeah. Like, how do you say, Oh yeah, the bodies were found already. It's our news, but we're going on like nothing's happened. Like that's so weird. The girl should have said, um, yeah, they're not here. No one's heard from them or something like that. I don't know where they are. Just don't even drop the fact that the buys were found. Just say, just leave it open in. Cause that's so weird. Like that dance would have been shut the fuck down. If the body, like four buys were found of murdered teenagers that morning. Like that blew my, that's again, the shitty writing. This blew me, blew my mind. Um, back in the house, Elliot puts a frozen pizza in the oven for him. Uh, and we see that the knife he used to cut open the pizza is now gone when he turns around after putting the pizza in the oven. So, again, Bloody Bobby is teleporting and can go invisible, apparently. Because uh, that happened in a matter of, like, I don't know, three seconds from putting the pizza in the oven. He turns around, the knife's gone. It, that's, some skin, that's some shady shit. Um, so, they go back to watching TV. And, again, we get the awful, annoying Dr. Frank's commercial. Uh, which I'm tempted to play again just to annoy the fuck out of you guys because I just sit through this thing, uh, but I won't. <laughs> and apparently this commercial is just like the Cadbury egg commercials and hasn't changed in 10 years because it's the exact same commercial we saw in the opening, which was 10 years prior. Um, they need to update their marketing campaign, people. Time to update that commercial. Uh, Porkchop starts talking about how Elliot's hot about how hot Elliot's sister is and how she has a great apple ass. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of funny. Um, the lights go off and you guys want to guess what happens next? Cause if you guess someone's knocking on the front door, you've been paying attention. You're listening. Uh, cause that's what happens as Elliot and PC stand there looking at the front door. It, the door opens by itself to reveal that there's nobody there again. Same shit. Um, when they see, uh, and then they we see standing behind them is B squared giggling and saying trick or treat. Uh, double B holding the knife charges them. Elliot trips, falls backwards. Bloody Bobby stabs down him, but the knife stabs into floorboards inches from, inches from Elliot's head. Um, Lori and Flash, all right, we go back to Lori and Flash. They pull up outside of their house. I guess they went home now. Uh, they hear the kids screaming inside. Flash tells Lori to stay put. He leaps out and rushes in to check it out. As he gets to the front door, the front door slams shut in his face. So he goes around to the back of the house. Inside, Porkchop hits B-squared over the head with a fire poker, knocking him off of Elliot, and in doing so, knocks the mask off of Bobby's face. Now, at this point, I will I, I sh- I'll mention this, that his 
costume, outfit, killer suit, whatever. It's just this raggedy thing that looks like you could probably buy it at like a spirit or Johnny Brock spirits Halloween store. It's really nothing that special. And the mask he wears is like giant. It's like three sizes too big for his face when you see it up close. It's yes. Um, Bobby again just seems to fucking disappear after getting hit with the poke, the fire poker. He literally, they're in a living room, big open room. He's on top of Elliot. Pork chop hits him with fire poker. He falls off, and then his mask comes off, and he just disappears. You, they, they just like, well, where'd he go? So he doesn't run away because he was like, hey, he went that way. You would see where he goes. He just Blaine just disappears apparently, vanishes. Um, so pork chop bends down to pick up the mask. When Bobby reappears, slices Porkchop's hand across the palm, uh, bleeding Porkchop, ah, he falls away. Um, and the, the makeup effect of this is kind of bad because, I mean, you see the gut, but it's like like the little meaty part where your thumb, like that, that, I don't know what part of the hand that is, but like where your thumb meets the palm, like that kind of meaty part there is so like puffy and enlarged in this shot because you can see Yes. Where the plastic is, where it's pumping the blood out. You can actually see it twitching. Pop, 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 <laughs> pop, pop. Yeah. So, um, I just got, again, I kind of chuckled at that. So, uh, blood, D- double B stands over the two kids, but runs away when he hears flash enter the house. Flash runs in, asking what happened? What's going on? PC tells him bloody Bobby to which flash says, what's that? Is that a SoundCloud rapper? I don't know what that is. Come on. Let's get you to the hospital. Let's- that had me dying. I laughed at that too. I did too. Like, is that a, not, not a TikTok rapper, not a YouTube rapper, not, it, uh, it's just a SoundCloud rapper. I'm like, that's a strange reference. Is SoundCloud still a thing? Cause I haven't heard that reference in years, but I did get a chuckle out of that. Pretty good. So, um, uh, they, 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 uh, flash helps the kids out of the house and, uh, uh, they, yeah, they go to leave the house. I'm sorry. Uh, as Elliot and PC exit the house, Lori gets out of the van and that's when they hear Reagan screaming. Now Lori tells the boys to get into the car while she and flash rush back into the house to get Reagan. They get back to her bedroom. Uh, they get to the bedroom door, find it locked. Flash just bursts his way in. They see what looks like Reagan hiding under her sheets. Lori goes up to pull the sheets back, but right as she's about to pull the sheets back, she hears Reagan saying from the closet, that's not me. Uh, the sheets get tossed back and bloody Bobby pops up. And this is kind of a very key thing to remember. He pops up and stabs Lori in the stomach with a giant like kitchen knife. That, that, the, the Micro Myers big old carving knife. Stabs her in the stomach. Square on. She falls to the floor. Bobby lands on top of her. And then for good measure or just to be a dick, he just, he's one, he pushes the knife deeper into her and then punches her in the face. Just whap. <laughs> like, okay. I got to chuckle at that. Like that seemed uncalled for, but sure. Uh, Double B. And then I had a problem with this too. Double B then knocks Flash down as he runs out of the room saying, tag your it. And again, I'm like, hold the fuck on. You're telling me that this damn 10-year-old is able to shoulder tackle a full-grown 18-year-old guy who's supposed to be a star athlete in good shape, but he just, like, shoulder bumps him with his shoulder and Flash just falls like a sack of potatoes. Like, are you kidding me? Come on. Like, this is ridiculous now. I, I... Flash is all talk and no action, basically. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think maybe he's Flash because it's over in a second with him. He's all talk, no, uh, over in a Flash. I think that's where he gets his nickname from. It, it just, there's nothing there. Um, Flash gets up, asks, he asks Lori if she's okay. I'm like, bitch, she's, she's not okay. She just got stabbed in the stomach and punched in the face. I don't think she's okay. But Flash is here, gives her a t-shirt, says, here you go, use this to cover her stab wound, and then grabs a Nerf. A Nerf baseball bat and runs out of the bedroom looking yes. for double. Not an aluminum bat, not a metal bat, a Nerf bat. <laughs> and he goes out looking for double B. Not seeing him, he goes to the front porch, opens the door, and asks Ellie and Porkchop in the who are still in the car, hey, have you seen anything? They say, nope. So Flash heads into the garage to look. There he finds the dead body of the black girl still wrapped up in lights, which, by the way, have been plugged in and are turned on. So, again, how is blood this 10-year-old kid doing this? <laughs> what is happening? I just can't get over this. So, um, the garage door opens now. Flash walks up to it, trips over a trip wire that's been set up. So, Bloody Bobby also likes his booby traps, apparently. He watched, I guess, Goonies a few times and uh, likes data. Um, so, he Flash trips over them, and um, which causes the garage door to close against comes slamming down and it lands on his injured knee that's in the brace so this is where i had the issue with it because i so like i said before there was absolutely no reason for him to be in the knee brace to begin with because up until this point it had no bearing on it. it's not like he had was ever limping around or doing anything or had hurt him or hindered him in any way and now so the garage door slams on his already injured knee pinning him pinning him between the door and and, and the driveway so i'm like okay fine that would happen anyway, regardless of having a knee brace on that knee. So again, knee brace doesn't need to be there because this would happen. Your knee's gonna get fucked up. Um, so why? I just said why have it hurt in the first place? Um, because like I said, if regardless of if it's injured, the garage door would still have crushed his knee, pinned him to the ground. And spoiler alert for what happens next: he never gets unpinned, so or untrapped. So from our door, so so having the hurt near Benny would still not fucking matter because there's never like a chase scene with him and blah, 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 like where he's like hobbling or trying to get away. And he, he's limping because of his knee and that's what causes him to, to fail or, or get caught. Or maybe he's trying to hobble his way to Lori to save her, but he can't make it in time. So this whole injured knee thing is just a big waste. It doesn't play into anything. And just, I don't understand why they made this choice. It doesn't, it was completely pointless in, in every aspect of it. In my opinion, I don't know. I do you. Well, the, Except it did give Judd the opportunity to call him a pussy. Oh, okay. It did call him a pussy. Yes, he did give the opportunity for Judd like to call him a pussy. That was it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> One throwaway line is the entire premise for his, like, character, his whole character's like, exactly. shtick. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, yeah, anyway. So now Double B teleports from the garage door, or from the garage, teleports outside to the lawnmower, which, remember, was left out. He starts it up. Another thing I call bullshit on, because I've never seen a 12-year-old kid be able to start a lawnmower on the first try with that ripcord. That ain't happening. But he starts it up uh, and starts right up on the first try. Uh, Bobby runs the mower over to over Flash's head. Uh, the blade shredded his face, killing him. As, as his face gets shredded, the mower... By the mower blades, the boys in the car have to sit there and watch this. And so does Lori, who has come right out of the house now. Um, Because she's got Reagan staying next door in the front door. And this 
it's definitely by far the most elaborate kill, but it's not the best. I mean, they did the best they could, but it kind of looks like he's just laying on his back, and then they put, like, fan blades above him. Like, let's put some fan blades blowing, and we'll just squirt some blood down on you from a top, and that's it. Like, his face never actually gets, like, chopped. <laughs> like, he'd be fucking gone. Like, more blades to your face and head, you'd just be chopped to bits. Like, but, like, always here's some blood on your face. That's it. Um, it, it, it kind of sucks. Um, so Lori takes Reagan, runs back into the house. Bobby goes after him. Um, oh, before that, after, at the end, there's the big climax of uh, Flash's death scene here. Um, I can only describe it as maybe like a bloody placenta sack that gets thrown up against the car's windshield covered in blood. Like they just throw his like <laughs> goose sack on the, like, here you go. There's the aftermath okay. right there. This movie gives me all of the fake blood that I want in a movie. I figured when you said that, I'm like, oh, I bet you love this scene. This has to be the best one. <laughs> um, so we're, uh, so Lori takes Reagan, runs back in the house. Bobby goes after him. They hide in Reagan's bedroom. Bobby enters the room looking for them. He goes to the closet where he thinks he sees Reagan and starts violently stabbing at a lump of something underneath a blanket in the closet. Lori throws a lamp at Bobby but misses. Thinking that he killed Reagan, he turns his attention to Lori saying, well, Reagan is out. Uh, or, well, she's out. Um, also, I also had, at this point, I mentioned that Lori is moving pretty fucking spry for someone who's, in all, for all intents and purposes, was fatally stabbed in the stomach. Oh, and there's no, not a drop, no fucking blood on her anywhere. Like, how do they overlook this fact? You clearly see her get stabbed in the stomach. It's a close-up shot, and now no blood. She doesn't hold her stomach. She doesn't limp. She's not in pain. She is like fucking Wolverine or something, and she's just healed. Like this is bonkers to me. Like, this is such a big oversight. I can't believe they get this slid through the editing or like the director. Like, how does this happen? That blew me away. I I don't know how you reacted to that, Sid, but like, my God, <laughs> it was. That was like, come on, be a little bit more believable. Right? I mean, seriously. So um, now instead of running out of the room, the, she's right by the door, by the way. She's literally was hiding behind the door. Door's right there. Instead of running out of the room away from the killer child with a knife or something, she decides to just, I guess, throw on the towel and slides down the wall and cowers up against the wall. Yeah, just remember, she's an 18-year-old girl, woman. You know, she's basically a woman now. And this is a child. And she's like, I'm done. I'm not, I'm just throwing the towel. B-squared raises the knife and is about to stab her when he gets hit over the head from behind with a hockey stick by Reagan. So the 9-year-old girl takes out the killer child while the 18-year-old adult sister cowers in the corner instead of doing anything. What? <laughs> it should be the other way around. It should not have. It's crazy. Um, I I loved that though. Reagan deserved that. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, overall, yeah. Good for her. Great. But like, it seems so backwards. Like, come on. The nine-year-old takes out the killer while the eight, the adult cowers in the corner. Um. So Reagan and Lori run for the front door. Reagan makes it out the door, but the door magically slams shut by itself right behind her as soon as Reagan leaves, trapping Lori inside. 
Next is a super fast scene of a, the pair of cops in their car getting a call to go investigate something. Like, hey, you go right. The radio comes in. Like, hey, we got a call. You need to go investigate. Like, like Roger that. And that, that's it. That's the scene they drive off. Back to Elliot and Porkchop still in the in, in the uh, in Flash's car. Elliot turns on the wipers to clean all the blood off the windshield. And that's when they see Alex has magically appeared in front of them now uh, holding his gun. Alex tells him to uh, he's here to put an end to this nightmare, and he goes into the house. Um, here's another quick question: Where's Reagan? Because um, she's not in the car with with Porkchop and Elliot. Um, we literally never see her again. She runs out of the house and disappears, never to be heard of, seen of, or even mentioned again. This movie, they just completely forget about the nine year old sister. She's gone. She's done. <laughs> Okay, so no, no, no wrap up exposition, exposition on what happened to her. Alex enters the house, finds Lori has been tied down to the dining room table with more Halloween lights, and has now been made up, has now makeup on her face to make her look like a jack o' lantern. Although really, it kind of looked more like half jack o' lantern, half Joker, because the smile on her face is like very Joker esque. It was she only has a very big mouth, like very wide lips. Um, and they just made it, like enhanced it. So she looks like jack-o'-lantern Joker to me. Um, Alex tries to untie her, but gets ambushed from behind by B squared who stabs Alex in the back. Alex drops his gun. Double B stabs Alex again, this time in the stomach outside Elliot and Porkchop hear Lori screaming. So now they get out of the car. Now, they, I guess the balls dropped, even though they've heard Reagan screaming, they've watched uh, Flash get killed, they've heard all the screaming, but now they finally get the balls to get out of the car, rush inside the house. Um, Bobby, at this point, has leapt uh, on top of the table. He's standing over Lori. He smears some more black makeup on her, telling her that he's going to make her a pumpkin. He then like slight, gives like a little slice or a little cut underneath her left eye. For some reason, and he's about to deliver the stabbing, killing blow when he gets shot by pork chop. So Burst Pork Chop picks apparently he picked up Alex's gun, shoots Bobby, um, knocking him off the table. Elliot helps Lori off the table and out of the house, which again, so when Alex comes in, he's trying to like untie Lori and like he can't. It's like the, the the Halloween lights just are tied too tight, he can't get it, she's not gonna Elliot walks in and is like Instantly, boom, you're free. Like he's goddamn Houdini or something like that. It's just, all right. It's just one of those things. Um, it's like, I got you. Don't worry. I know how to do that. Yeah. I, I, like, I know how to untie Halloween. I get, I'm a master at, at uh, unstringing lights, <laughs> untangling lights, apparently. Um, he was probably an Eagle Scout at some point, you yeah, know? Maybe like, a Boy Scout at that point. He's, yeah, sure. Um, where is he? So El- Elliot helps Lori off the table and out of the house as Alex takes the gun from Porkchop. At this point, the cops have rolled up to the house. They're outside. The kids and the cops like help the kids out of the house. They get them out. Inside, Alex has gotten up. He's standing up and he's standing over Double B's body. He raises his gun and just unloads it into this 10-year-old. Just unloads the clip into this kid, telling Bobby to burn in hell. Alex then takes the time to start a fire in the fireplace where he burns Bobby's masks. And we hear Bobby's voice say, it's not over as the clock strikes midnight. Now, again, for no apparent reason, not that we know of anyway, Alex now gets a bloody nose. 
And this freaks him out. He knows he's like, oh, my God, I got blamed. Oh, my God. And he turns around and gets stabbed up through the neck and chin with the fire poker. The cops enter, find his dead body, which, by the way, the cops took their sweet-ass time getting in the house after they just heard, like, eight gunshots get unloaded into this kid. But it took him a while because Alex had enough time to start a goddamn fire in the fireplace before the cops entered the house. Like, are you kidding me? Um... So they find, the cops find his dead body. A jack-o'-lantern has been drawn into the pool of Alex's blood that's coming out of him. Um, along with a large, very large blood trail that just leads out the back door. And instead of following the blood trail like a good cop would, they just stand there looking at it. They're like, alright, <laughs> I guess. And there's like, I don't know, is this like an I'm too old for this shit type thing or I'm retiring tomorrow? They, they stand there looking at the blood trail. Do not follow it out of the house to go after whatever the perpetrator or victim or whoever. That's it. We black out. And we cut to a year later now. We see pork chop sitting on his couch, stuffing his face with more candy. And we get the cliche that there's chocolate smeared all over his face. His shirt's just stained with chocolate. And that motherfucking Dr. Frank's commercial music is playing on the TV again. His doorbell rings. He answers it, finds a black pumpkin candy bowl, plastic black pumpkin candy bowl, sitting on his porch filled with candy. So, of course, he brings it inside. He starts eating the candy and instantly starts gushing blood from his mouth. He spits it out and sees a bloody razor blade in his hand, and the power goes out. Pork chopped in, for some reason, falls to the floor. I don't know why. It makes no... Like, yeah, you'd be shocked and trying, but I don't know why he just falls to the floor. I think he'd be running for... I don't know, a sink, the phone, something. But he just falls to the floor. He looks up, sees the front door open, and in slow motion, in comes Bloody Bobby saying, don't you know you should always check your candy as he walks up to Pork Shop. He closes in a Pork Shop, blackout, roll credits. That's the movie. And after the credits, it says, you know, you get the whole all characters and story. This is where... Fiction, uh, you know, we're, we're fictitious or, or, you know, fake, all this stuff, except for Bloody Bobby, Bloody Bobby Maxwell. He's real and Bloody Bobby will return. So like I said earlier, they, they do make, they did make a, 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 a third movie in the franchise, which I haven't watched. Um, but that's that. That's uh, that's Black Pumpkin. That's the movie. My God. I, so much wrong with this movie. <laughs> so much wrong. Um, but before, we'll talk about that more in a minute. But for now, let's move on to our favorite kill. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. All right, Sydney. I have a feeling I know where you're going with this one. But maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you'll surprise me. But uh, what was your favorite kill of, of a black pumpkin here today? I loved Flash's kill. But I also had, like, a really great time with Phoebe's kill. Uh, okay, okay. Because, because at first, I thought she was getting hanged with the barbed wire. And I was like, oh, that's really graphic. And then you were like, oh, no, she's about to be lit on fire. Which is just, like, sounds so painful to be tied in barbed wire and then lit on fire. And then have your dead body moved into the best you can, like <laughs> bedroom. Like, what a horrible way to go. Yeah, yeah, I that would be a terrible way to go. I will, I would, yeah. So, um, that 
at the end of the day, which one are you going with? Are you going with uh, Phoebe or are you going with uh, uh, Flash? Flash. Flash. He gave me all of the blood, and it was so stupid, and I had a great time. <laughs> so um, yeah, I actually am going to agree with you on that. I'm going with Flash as well. Is that it was the most graphic of in this movie? Uh, could have been better. Yeah. But for this movie, it's definitely the most graphic. Um, and just, I, I just had a chuckle. Like, I just chuckled when they showed, like, that bloody placenta on the windshield. Like, here it is. Like, it's, it's not even a face. It's not a body part. It's just this black, bloody, like, what is that supposed to be? It comes out of his like head. What? Like, what is that? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I guess I mean, I'll go with Flash. Phoebe's was pretty good. Like, yeah, that would be terrifying. That would be an awful way to go. Um, yeah, I'm going with Flash as well. Um so that's it. We, we uh, un- unanimous decision that one for this week. Now, before we move on to our regular odds and ends stuff, um, like we did in the past, because I always I like what you guys do. I'm going to incorporate here, make it a little more fun, for a little more spooky Tuesday ish. So uh, let's do. Uh, let's start off with uh, how to make it more gay. I believe is if I remember uh, what what was your what's your uh, make it more gay moment, or how would you do that? <laughs> okay. Well, one, I would make the Barker brothers not brothers. And they would be boyfriends. So it would be, uh, okay. they would date. They have great, incredible chemistry with each other. Um, Phoebe does not want to make out with Ace because she is a lesbian. It's okay. so obvious, painfully obvious. She's just like, Brittany, I miss you. Like, please get me out of here. Like, I want to be, oh. I can't believe I. All right, I like that. I'm up here with my girlfriend because she needed emotional support, you know. I like it. I, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that would, Phoebe being a secret lesbian who's into Britney would make sense. Uh, problem is, I don't know who the fuck Britney is because except they don't tell you who they don't. The names are terrible. I don't know if Britney was the glasses girl. I don't know if Britney was the black girl. I don't know. If maybe I Britney's Britney somebody else entirely. Is, <laughs> I think Britney was the black girl. I'm not, but that would be my guess okay. because Phoebe ended up in her room oh, yeah that's true she and did. then you know like when she died Lori called trying to find her and then he went after Lori. so that would be my guess as to why he like went after okay britney because she had called but that's just my guess i can always look at imdb but i don't want to yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's no fun well i did look yeah. at it when i looked at imdb the problem is like not all because some of the actors who are like one and done or this sort they don't all have pictures so it says Here's so I can't match a picture with the girl like okay. Phoebe's Phoebe's did. Um, and I think the religious girl did, but and Lori did. But like, yeah, the black girl, the girl, with the glasses and like there's some other ones who didn't have pictures. I'm like I still like I can't match a name to the actress. You don't know. Who yeah, you so I, yeah, exactly. Um, um, but I like that. I will say I think Elliot grows up to be gay also. I could see that. I could see that. Uh, which is, or maybe he's already gay. Maybe that's why uh, Lori just doesn't give a shit about walking around in her underwear in front of him. Because like, oh, he's gay. That that would explain like, a lot. Eh, <laughs> um, I mean, for I guess from my perspective, my you know, uh, you could always you could you know you could always have a fun little uh, locker room scene after the basketball. Girls in towels. You could have done something there, I guess, in the locker room. Um, but that's maybe more porn esque than gay. But uh, I don't know. I like your ideas. I, I like the I like the one Phoebe secretly being gay, or maybe she was gay. And we just uh, they didn't do enough to uh, uh, get that point across. So I like that. That's a good one. Um, next, we're gonna move on to it was a dumb bitch of the day. Dumb bitch. Um, a bitch. I have mine picked out, but maybe I'm overlooking something. But uh, go ahead, give me yours. What what we got? 
There's so many <laughs> there are. possibilities in this movie. Quite frankly, everybody is a dumb bitch. Like, the mom could be considered a dumb bitch for buying the house that a murder took place in. <laughs> um, but according to Porkchop, they may have gotten a great deal on it. He does say that. <laughs> well, well, that was something that I was thinking, too. I was like, she seems like a single working mother with three kids in a very nice neighborhood. Yes. Like. How is she affording this house? And oh, she's a nurse. House. I mean, she's basically there a nurse. She wears scrubs, so she's a nurse or some kind. Of, she works in yeah. some kind of medical thing. So, um, yeah, we don't know, but yeah. Like Flash could be the dumb bitch for grabbing a Nerf baseball bat. <laughs> uh, the Parker brothers, just their entire existence, you know, <laughs> dumb bitch behavior. Uh, entire existence. Heed <laughs> on himself. Like what? You weren't that scared. Yeah. Like. And it's obviously happened to him before. This isn't like the first time he's been boiling. Holy shit, what's happening? This is something that's a reoccurring thing. He should be used to it by now. So, you know, there's so many possibilities here. Quite frankly, Alex could be the dumb bitch because, uh, one, I think Alex might be the dumb bitch. There's a scene <laughs> where he is telling um, Elliot and Porkchop, he's like, your whole family has been marked, you blah, blah, blah. Like, whatever you do, don't, like, don't open the door. And then as soon as he get, gets back to his place, there's knocking on the door. And what does he do? <laughs> That's right. He fucking opens it. <laughs> You're right. I even totally overlooked that fact. That's a great oversight. I can't believe I missed that. But, yeah, he does not follow his own advice. He clearly opens the door. <laughs> Um, man, you had a lot more than I did. I, 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 I did not, uh, I didn't think, I guess I didn't think hard enough on it, but I, my first, my first instinct just went to glasses go running down the middle of the road when the van's chased her. Like maybe I'm missing the, maybe I don't know if that counts for, for, uh, for you guys as guy, the guidelines you guys have, but that to me was a stomach dude, just get out of the fucking way. Just get off the road and you're fine. But she just, nope, I'm going to run right down this road and let a van run me over. That to me was the dumb bitch for me, but that you is a, just poor survival skills. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe, maybe right. Alex was did not follow hypocritical. Yeah, that's right. He's very hypocritical. Flash for picking up a Nerf bat. Um, man, those are good ones. I like those. Um, I think Alex has to get it though. I'm sorry. Then he also ends up dying. Yeah. Um, great points on yours. I like. I like all of them. Uh, let's move on to our odds and ends. Just when you thought it was over, here comes the odds and ends. All right, ratings, start the ratings. IMDb gives it a 4.2 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, there is no official Tomometer score, and it has no audience score yet. So it's on the site, but it has no score. So officially, I cannot put it in the 0% club because it just doesn't have anything. Um, and Amazon gives it like a 3 out of 5. It's like 3.1, so 3 out of 5. Plucky words. There are 27 total plucky words for this movie. Five of them just refer to the various costumes people were wearing, which is just laziness. Um, but the the two odd ones that I found kind of humorous I've never seen before is so the first one is character says boys will be boys is a plot keyword in this movie. So if you ever want to hear somebody say it in a movie, this is the movie for you. And the other one, along the same lines, is character says brother from another mother. Is a plot keyword apparently. But enough people have searched for wanting to hear brother from another mother in their movies that it's become a plot keyword. Um found that I interesting. Just, yep. Uh trivia was really lame. There's really 
nothing worth mentioning. The only thing that I found, and I, I didn't do a deep dive on this movie, uh, but the only thing that was there, and it's basically kind of the same thing, ro- three things rolled into one, is just they give, um, they, they, they said what days Halloween fell on for the various years. Like in 1998, Halloween was on a Monday. In 2018, it was on a Wednesday. In 2021, it was on a Sunday. Lame. That's it. That's all they had for trivia. It's pretty stupid. Um, unfortunately, we do not get to play a budget game with you, Sydney. It could not find the budget. Um, sorry for that. <laughs> um, so hopefully, someday we'll get to play the budget game with you guys. Um, and that that's it. That just brings us next to our uh, Mortal Kombat combat. At the end of this day, one shall stand, one shall fall. In the end, when the dust settles, who will be left standing after Mortal Kombat combat? All right. So there are 112 total reviews on Amazon. 29% of them are five stars with 28% one stars, making this the closest split movie we've ever had on the show. 1%. Normally it's like, wow. Normally it's like 70% five stars. 6% 6% one stars, 29 and 20. You can't get more even than this split than this one. I, I was blown away when I saw that. Like I was, I'm, I, I'm kind of excited to see how this was going to turn out. So starting with our five stars from Amazon customer. I love indie Halloween films, especially ones that hit all the tropes that good films should avoid. No, this film did what did it well. No jump scares or super psychological elements, but it keeps you invested through traditional means brought about in modern terms. This film replaces Satan's little helper as my new favorite Halloween movie. Five stars. I got kicked out of that one because years ago we did do Satan's little helper. And that is a weird, another weird movie with a kid <laughs> in it that, wow, that one's, that one's something else. Um, America is at, uh, Atlantis, America is Atlantis, uh, writes, I thoroughly enjoyed this independent movie. Very cool, attractive, and funny kids. You might need to go on a watch list. Uh, it didn't look creepy or didn't look cheaply made either. No shaky cam shots, laughing, crying, smiley emoji face. Looking for more from Ryan McGongle. Five stars. AM writes, enjoy the show. Reminiscent of Friday the 13th and Leprechaun horror movies. Fuck you, AM. To compare Friday the 13th to this, what are you smoking? Get the hell out of here with leprechaun that shit. Leprechaun comparison. But maybe Leprechaun. <laughs> maybe Leprechaun. And the, and the fact that both of them have a carol that's, I don't know, maybe four feet tall. But other than that, no. <laughs> Get out. Like, maybe if he would have said Halloween, at least there's a Halloween, of Halloween references. Yeah, but Friday the 13th? Not, not at all. Other than Reagan's cheap. Like five dollar a hockey mask you buy like a Walgreens or something. Like other than that, no. Uh, Amazon customer, I was lucky enough to see this via an early screening event, and it was a welcome escape from the real life horror that we're all in right now. A sequel to 2016's Bloody Bobby, director and screenwriter Ryan McGongo's deft combination of humor and suspense again reigns supreme in a fast paced, fun homage to the urban legend. 
This film is reminiscent of the classics such as Halloween and Friday the 13th. And there's an argument to be made that this movie's villain, Bloody Bobby, is on track to be the next Michael Myers? Get the fuck out of here. If you're looking for okay. a classic popcorn horror flick, this one's for you. Five stars. I okay. weep. Again, I'm weeping. Like, like You can call this kid the next Michael Myers? Okay, other than the fact that... okay. Yes, Michael was basically 10 or so when he we killed Judith in the first movie. I get that. But he grew up and he wasn't a ten, like no, I'm sorry. Compared to Michael Myers and this kid angers me something fierce, but that's just me. I I don't know. You seem to maybe agree have a different opinion on that one there. Sydney. Like, am I wrong on that? Or? Well, that you're not wrong. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you're um, not wrong. All right, last last three or uh, five stars. Sorry. T- Taylor J. Howard. I thoroughly enjoyed the masked murderer horror movie. Uh, this style of scary movie will never run out of style. I'm a fan of the genre, and this film checks all the boxes. Worth a watch if you like Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Scream, or the like. Five stars. Again, why are so many people comparing this movie to those classics? Like. It's nowhere even, they're not even in the same league at all. My God. Benny writes, Dear Amazon. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't make, you were going to say something? I didn't want to cut you off. We was left out a little bit more. <laughs> it has the potential to be like a really good, like bad guy. But it's just, it's not there Yes, so yeah. I think the comparisons to like the classic are not right. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> it has the potential. Uh, Bobby has potential. Uh, from Benny, dear Amazon, I am a true blue horror fan, and I think I will love this movie, Black Pumpkin. I haven't seen it yet, but as soon as it comes to digital land, six exclamation marks, five stars. I laugh my ass off at people who are giving these movies five stars of things they haven't even seen yet. And he's not the right. only one. Because from next, from Christine, just writes, pre-ordered, trailer looked good, five stars. <laughs> She's only basing it on the trailer, giving it a five-star review. What's wrong with you people? God damn. Just wait. Just wait a little bit until you watch it. The other side of this battle, let's flip the script here. We go to the one-star side. From Ariel Gatewood, poorly made movie, one scene when the couple was in the car, you saw the microphone the actor was using for the movie audio. No exclamation for the nosebleed victims got before they were killed. No exclamation of what happened to the little girl after she got out of the house. One star. You are not wrong, Ariel. You are very correct in all those statements. Leo Smith, distractingly bad writing and acting. You will wonder why characters are saying and doing the things they say and do. And it'll put you out of the movie, which you won't mind because the pacing is awful and you'll be bored anyway. At least there's really cringe social commentary shoehorned in like, (gasps) gasp, Trump supporters chasing kids down in their van and Christians angrily picketing the school dance. You know, like the real world, one star. Um, I don't remember the Baker Barker brothers being Trump supporters, but hey. They had to make America great sticker on their front bumper oh did I they i, I missed that right away okay i, I guess like, this is a horror movie there's a trump bumper sticker in it i, I missed that horror. one I, I did miss that then okay so that's fine 
from uh, Maislin. Maislin. Uh, this movie is the Halloween slasher version of a terrible Hallmark movie. One star. I kind of like that analogy. I kind of like that. It does seem like this is like a, a Hallmark horror movie. I could kind of see that. Um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not angry with that comment. For Meg, this is mostly a sh- showcase for the blonde girl's butt cheeks to be shown in her underwear several times. Also, the stereotype, the chubby kid stuffing candy in his mouth and getting it all over himself. Mediocre storyline, the lame exposure effects, and bland acting all around. More like horror for tweens. One star. Again, not necessarily wrong. Uh, from T, not watchable in my opinion. As soon as I, as soon as they started parading the woman around in her panties, I knew this was gonna be a flop. One star. Um, from Wick, Wick, Wicky, Wickiness, Wickiness. I don't know. Uh, fuck it. Not watchable in my opinion. As soon as they, oh nope. I just that's the same one. I copy and paste <laughs> the same one. Um, uh, the usual. Okay, sorry. The usual stupid actions by characters. If you were on a country road and somebody's chasing you in a van, run into the trees, not down the road, right? One star. And last one from Nick F. This movie is some straight booty, but it kind of lit, though. Ripped to, my, ripped to my man's pork chop, one star. That's my favorite review. All right, that one made chop. me laugh. <laughs> this movie is straight booty, but it kind of lit, though. Ripped to my man's pork chop, <laughs> one star. <laughs> I just say it sucks, but it's kind of lit, though. I don't know. But anyway, that's... He's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> so that's that's what the, uh, the 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 battle was. I mean, that's the most evenly split by we've ever said. So um, I don't know. Let's see what side we fall on. Uh, Sydney, tell me where you think. So bad's good. So bad's scary. Where do you fall in, on, this, on the battle of, of for Black Pumpkin? Oh, I just, I'm losing you. I have, I've lost, I don't know if I can't hear you anymore. Zinni. Hold on a second. I got to stop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now you're picking up. Yeah. Everything you just said for the last few seconds, like you got cut off for some reason. You were laughing, but I couldn't hear you. Yeah. Myself. I got you. Um, I think that this movie is so bad. It's good. I oh. had an absolute <laughs> blast watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like but <laughs> buildable suspense moments were they stupid yes did i love them could you easily like as soon as the mom mentioned to put the lawnmower away twice i was like somebody is getting run over with the lawnmower oh yeah dying. yeah like, Um, I did hate that uh, our beloved pork chop did not survive the movie, but what a way to go! <laughs> All right, I'm. I won't lie. I'm kind of surprised. I, 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 I did. I was kind of surprised by that. But all right, I respect it. That is that's cool. Um, I will say. I, I at the same time though, I, I'm. I haven't had this problem in a while, but I'm a little on the fence with this one. Cause there's a lot of problems with this movie. Like, like we touched on it a little bit that the problem is it's the second movie in a franchise that does zero to help you understand what the hell is happening. Like what is the 
backstory here. Why is he killing people? Uh, why are people getting nosebleeds out of nowhere? That makes zero sense whatsoever. And it's not consistent. If it's supposed to be that people are going to get nosebleeds and die, well, like, not everybody who dies got nosebleeds. Like, it happened to the uh, to Ace. It happened to Alex. And I think that's it. Like, the black girl didn't get one. Glasses didn't get did. one. she did. Did she? I think she did. Okay. I, I Maybe I missed it. Um, Flash didn't get one. He didn't get a bloody nose. Uh, Porkchop got... Didn't get one. He yeah, he been to a razor blade cane, but he didn't get the bloody nose beforehand. Um, I, so like, there's just a lot, of, and uh, I don't think Judd got a bloody nose in the van. I don't think he got one. He just peeked his head on, got a hatchet in the head. So there's so there's a lot of inconsistencies. There's so much backstory that we don't know that makes so make makes this movie make zero sense. I guess unless you see the first one, but it's really right now from, from I can tell, almost impossible to see the first one because it's not streaming anywhere like i can't find it anywhere even i wanted to watch and try to fill in the pieces um i also had a problem with the killer like you said like you said it had potential to maybe become something i don't know like i found it hard for a 10 year old to be a legit intimidating scary threat um uh, but what, he's how many 10 year olds <laughs> <laughs> they are literal psychopaths. Okay, and then that's you true. <laughs> get a demonic. They have no emotional regulation, so they are like they're like this is fun, this is normal. Like, yeah, he's like the hood rat. Out. He's like the old hood rat kid. Like, I, I want to do bad and things. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, so again, maybe again, maybe if we got some more backstory explained, like why, what's going on? Why is he? Does he have supernatural powers? Because it certainly seems he does. Why does he? What is going on? It, it, maybe if there was some more backstory and history to understand what was going maybe that would make it better, but there's not anything there. Like, I had that same problem with, like, Chucky as a kid growing up. Like, why am I scared of a doll? But at least they explain it, and Chucky was at least menacing, and he had some witty one-liners and that, that iconic laugh, so Chucky's different, but, like, it seems like, I just... I don't know. I found a hard time getting believing this guy as a this kid as a legit killer. Um, like I said, maybe with more story back, or maybe a change, but I don't know. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of issues and plot holes in this that make it. But that said, the nonsensicalness of it, the the the, the ludicrous and and the just the sheer insanity of this some of the stuff happening, the fact it doesn't make any sense did kind of make it fun. Uh, like the kills were like the lawnmower kill was fine. Uh, like, I don't know. Pork chop was interesting. Much, much like their voice is kind of annoying, but his character was kind of funny. Um, is it terrible acting? No, I've seen much, much worse. So the acting's not bad. The production yeah. value overall is fine. The special effects and gore are lacking, but overall the elements are there. Um, so at the end of the day, I don't know. I I found for for me, it kind of falls in that so bad it's forgettable, uh, category, which is almost worse than being so bad it's good or so bad it's scary because there's just almost no reason to watch it. Um, so but at the, and then if I'm gonna say so bad it's and it, oh, that fucking song, that goddamn Dr. Frank song <laughs> drives me nuts. Um. I think I'm going to say so bad it's scary for me just because I don't think there's enough there. It falls into that forgettable category. Like, would I ever watch this again? 
Probably not. Are you gonna, are you gonna watch this? Is it good enough to put on the background and laugh at with friends? Probably not because it's not that. It's not enough over the top. Not enough ridiculousness going on. Just kind of there. So for me, I'm going so bad. It's scary. Um, plus, I, I know I watched this thing like four times. I think I just kind of blew out. Burnt out burnt on, on it. it. Yeah. Um, but we're split. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm, I'm thrilled you had a good time watching it. And uh, hopefully, again, you had you uh, had a fun time here. Join me for this episode. Which again, I thank you very much for doing so. Um, yeah. Love having you ladies on. So, um, except, uh, before we log off, is there anything else you guys want to plug? Anything you guys got coming down the pipe you want to get out there or mention um, before we sign off for the for this one? Uh, I don't think so. Just if you want to follow us, our social media handles are spooky underscore Tuesday. We are a riot, quite frankly. We're a- <laughs> <laughs> they're humble people too. They're they're humble. Um, Nobody has ever used the word humble. <laughs> me and i'm okay with that <laughs> no they are they are a good time i i thoroughly enjoy them if you haven't check them out now go do it um and like i said um i'm glad we were able to fill you you're able to get this i know this is the prime you know halloween spooky season so i'm glad you're able to take time off to come join me for this episode uh and look forward to maybe getting you guys one of you girls back uh sometime soon maybe for our, our christmas episodes or something that's another big time for us we love doing the christmas horror movies um so that said, guys, um, check out Spooky Tuesday. Thank you guys for sitting. Thank you very much. Uh, you know what to do. You know the routine. Watch more horror movies. And remember to always, always keep it tight. <laughs>